welcome back to another edition of Triple Threat, brought to you by Stickland and Dryer Law Firm. My name is Kyle Jones. I am joined once again by my good friends Chance Stickland and Cole Tusing, and we are here to bring you all of the latest and greatest in sports news, including the largest contract ever signed by an athlete in the history of sports. And we have our very own Chiefs fan, Chance Stickland, here to give his opinion on that. And we got our very own football analyst, Cole Tusing, to break down the pros, cons, ins, and outs of what Mr. Mahomes will be uh, benefiting from and what the Chiefs may be benefiting from and losing out with in terms of this massive contract. But let's start things off as we usually do. Cole, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Um, staying healthy in Como. Spent the 4th of July with some good people and talked sports for hours going from Mizzou football. He's a big Minnesota fan, so there was an advantage of talking about the NFC North with the Bears and Vikings, talking about the Mahomes stuff, and just overall talking about sports for hours. And it was very easy. It was very chill vibes. Um, and my other summer class started yesterday, so my day either consists of talking sports or classes. Sounds like fun and a bit of work, too. Chance, how you doing? I'm doing great. Um, I just finished up my only summer class this past Friday, so that went well in music class. Um, but, yeah, other than that, yeah, great news um, out of the Kansas City franchise yesterday, of course. Um, and a lot to talk about, as we were talking about before we went on the air, um, about what, the, what this means down the road for the Chiefs and really kind of what, how this sets the bar uh, for the rest of – the NFL uh, moving ahead um, into the upcoming season. But, yeah, other than that, doing great. It's getting hot. The humidity, uh, of course, in Missouri, like many uh, many people know, is uh, super bad, and it really hasn't gotten any better. Uh, but, yeah, no other than that, doing well. Sounds great. So let's, without further ado, get into the big story, which, of course, is this Patrick Mahomes deal. So let's start out with what he was already earning before any of this. He still had $28 million covered in the two remaining years of his rookie contract. He was also given a $10 million signing bonus that has large roster bonuses on a rolling guarantee basis for future years. Then the big hit that we found out yesterday is that he will be getting a $450 million new money contract over the next 10 years. And including, you know, including incentives and guarantees, this could wind up precipitating into $503 million. Now, Ian Rappaport reporting it's a $477 million in guarantee mechanisms. What that means is that the Chiefs have to either give him money, so give him that, you know, give him his, his money, or they have to cut him. Um, yeah. And so a decision had to be made rather quickly. He had two years on his contract remaining. And I know I was watching first take this morning, Stephen A. Smith and Max Kellerman always do a great job in the morning with Molly. And they were explaining and breaking down that uh, a little more. They also had Matt Hassel back on this morning, who also, of course, played uh, a lot of time in the league and had great insight like he always does. But, yeah, again, he's got two, he had two years left remaining on his contract but they went ahead and gave him the long-term extension deal. A lot of people are like, well, 
why wasn't more of a five-year deal? And but but it, now it's a ten-year deal. It's it's spread over a long period of time, and I think the Chiefs will have a lot of decisions to make. You know, what do they do with Chris Jones? What do they do with Sammy Watkins? What do they do with you know the Cheetah, Tyreek Hill, um, and really Andy Reid is the head coach. So there's a lot to be discussed if you're a Chiefs fan, and really if you're a fan of the NFL in general, there's going to be a lot that has to um, go on. Uh, but I think it will set things straight for guys like Deshaun Watson and Dak Prescott and those types of guys, Lamar Jackson, another one of those guys uh, in the discussion, and how much money they get paid. Obviously, no one's going to get paid a half a billion dollars. I think Mahomes, we can all say, is probably the only athlete um, in the NFL who will probably touch those numbers. Um, but nonetheless, it was, it's a great deal for Mahomes. Uh, he deserves it, especially after what he was able to bring to the, you know, bring to Kansas city last season, bring the Super Bowl home. Um, it's huge. Uh, the chiefs were really in the toilet for so long. Um, if you remember, they went two and 14 a couple seasons ago. Um, but you know, now they've turned around and the chiefs are now what I would call the new team in the NFL. Um, you've got a guy in Patrick Mahomes, you've got a Tyreek Hill, you've got a Travis Kelsey, a phenomenal coach in Andy Reid. So a lot to look forward to if you're a Chiefs fan. I mean, really, and if you're a fan of the game. Um, but I know you guys have a lot to talk about, too, with this decision and, you know, different points of view. Um, so I'll let you guys have the floor. Well, and Cole, I know you have a lot of pros and cons. So you're gonna, I'm going to let you lead for the majority of this conversation. But before we move on, obviously the main goal for any football team is to win a Super Bowl. And the main individual goal for any player is to win the MVP. Patrick Mahomes able to do both of those things already in his short career. Um, and tied into this, uh, this new extension, and one of the reasons that it could uh, rise to over, uh, over half a billion dollars by the end of the 10 years is that starting with the 2022 season, there are $25 million incentives tied to Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP and reaching the Super Bowl. Not just winning the Super Bowl, but just reaching it. So if he wins MVP, that's $25 million. If he reaches the Super Bowl, all he has to do is win the AFC Championship. That's another $25 million. And usually um, the trend that we have seen is that those two things work in tandem. Usually the guy getting the quarterback specifically getting to the Super Bowl, especially if he wins it, that's usually the guy who's winning offensive MVP. So look for Mahomes to pick up a lot more money based on his success because we, we know he's going to have it. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to repeat this year. There's plenty of teams who will contend, but they have a pretty good shout. And if anyone has had, you know, they're probably the best team who's had a chance of repeating since that, you know, since the, the prime Tom Brady years of the Patriots. And I think speaking of repetition and the Chiefs getting back to the Super Bowl, and I also think there's a lot of great teams in the AFC, you know, the Bills, I think, are going to be a new team this year. You've got the Baltimore Ravens. So a lot could happen. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have a chance, maybe. And I know we, I've talked about that in previous weeks. But, again, we don't even know if there's going to be a season this season. And, you know, come fall because of coronavirus and everything. And really the, what I would see as the difficulties in producing such a product, you have 
not only the fans you have to worry about, you've got all the staff, you've got all the medical personnel. So there's so much that goes into it. Getting the players from facilities, keeping them safe, having them on the field. There's so many things that are going to be broken down over the next uh, really two or three months. Uh, there are going to be some tough decisions that the NFL is going to have to make and the owners themselves. Um, but we'll have to see. I know all three of us want football to happen. And I know a lot of America wants football to happen. But it can only happen if it's safe to do so. They're not going to put these guys out there and risk their lives and their families, um, you know, speak, in speaking of that. So. so Cole, Clark Hunt has, you know, the owner and CEO of the Chiefs has just made the biggest deal in the history of sports. You have the ins and outs, the pros and cons, all that. So uh, start with um, start with the big topic that I first think about when these big deals happen. What are we talking about with salary cap and where the Chiefs might go from here? So salary cap is one of the cons. So I'm going to start with the pros and then go to the cons. So talent-wise, looking at this huge contract that really breaks records, he deserves – every penny of this contract. In the first 31 games, Mahomes threw for 76 touchdowns, which is an NFL record. He threw for 9,400 yards, an NFL record. A 108.9 QBR, which is an NFL record. 24 wins, which tied for an NFL record. He won MVP first year as a starter, Super Bowl champion, and MVP. And when you compare his rookie contract to the contract that he's getting right now, it went from four years, $60 million, to guaranteed up to 2031, $503 million. It's the richest deal in sports history. And just for comparison, Mike Trout makes $426.5 million. Canelo Alvarez makes $365 million. Bryce Harper, who we all rave about that huge contract that may have been overpaid a bit, makes $330 million. Giancarlo Stanton makes $325. It's $49.3,000. $83.5,000 per pass attempt. $126,000 per completion. One over $1 million per touchdown he throws, which we all know he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. And $3 million per game he plays. Absolutely. And I think, you know, his – Mahomes' latest contract really not only sets the bar for the NFL, but really all of professional sports, being now the richest contract in history. You mentioned names like Mike Trout. You've got to think about LeBron James and the NBA, um, and really in golf for that general. You know, you have these guys making millions of dollars per week on the PGA Tour. But you brought up a good point. I think not only does Mahomes deserve to be paid – but his accolades and his accomplishments in just a couple years being in the league and being so young and so talented, smart. I mean, he's got guys around him. He's got so many playmakers that are able to that, – that's what, that, that's what makes a good team. And that's what not only makes a good team, but a Super Bowl contending team almost every single season. So a lot to look forward to. He's got a great arm, and he's, and he's not even 30 years old yet. So yeah. really, he's got a long career ahead of him. And if you think about it, when his contract is up after 12 years, he's only going to be like, what, 35, 36, 7 years old. And so they're going to have to renegotiate down the road. But I think at the current time, he was well-deserved of the money. He got, what he, was, he got what he asked. And I thought the Chiefs made the right decision with decisions that will have to be made down the road with other players. 
Cole's got his hand up like he's in class. So, all yours. Well, I address the pros and also the cons. Just for comparison, Mahomes is going to get $477 million guaranteed with the opportunity of $503 million. Let's just take a look at this for comparison since yeah. obviously that's a lot of money, especially for a quarterback. But Eli Manning made $252 million over the course of his career. Peyton Manning made $248 million over his career. Drew Brees, $244 million. Tom Brady, $235 million. Big Ben, $227 million. So all these Hall of Fame guaranteed are pretty much a Hall of Fame, whether you talk about Eli Manning or Big Ben, whether they're a Hall of Fame quarterback or not. Patrick Mahomes in this contract is pretty much making double at least of these Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Well, and the other to- thing, the other big topic of discussion is, is this the start of potentially a dynasty for Kansas City and for Mahomes? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard to say. I'd like to see the Chiefs win two or three more Super Bowls before I put them into the dynasty conversation, just because they are considered maybe a younger team to some. Um, Mahomes being newer to the league, not so new now that he's been in the league a couple of seasons and he's produced the numbers um, and everything that he's done up until this point. So he's well, again, well-deserved of all of it. But yeah, you mentioned those guys, you know, you mentioned Peyton Manning. I mean, Dan Marino, I could, you know, there's so many guys uh, that you could go back to and talk about. But I think, I think in a couple of seasons and maybe as far as next season or the season after, you can start to put Mahomes in that conversation. He's not the GOAT yet, but he has, the, he has a high potential to be the GOAT, to be the GOAT, if he can add four or five more Super Bowl rings um, to the Kansas City Chiefs um, and really provide a boost uh, for the Chiefs organization, something that they have been looking for uh, for quite some time. Well, when we talk about his age, um, we talk about his potential, right? And in my opinion, you know, 10 years is a long time, but if they were ever going to give him that kind of money and if they were ever going to lock him down for that long amount of time, do it now. You know, he's only is like, what, third, third year in the league? You know, yeah. second, second, third year as a starter? You know, he's got an entire career ahead of him, you know, provided he doesn't get hurt. Yeah. Um, so if there's ever a time to ink a guy for a 10-year contract – really start chasing a dynasty. He hasn't even technically hit his prime yet, you know? Yeah, and that's what's scary, I think, to the league um, is, again, yeah, he hasn't been in the league that long, but he's just so he's, – he's just – he's a – he's really – he's a flamethrower. I mean, the way he throws the ball, not only the way he throws the ball, but I think what makes Patrick Mahomes so special to the Chiefs organization and to the NFL is – he is not only good throwing the ball, but he can also run the ball. He's good outside the pocket. He's good scrambling. He's got the weapons around him and Kelsey and Tyreek, Damian Williams, Sammy Watkins. That team is set up for the future. And I think if you're a Chiefs fan, you have to be so happy about that. Um, because again, it's been a long time making, but they finally have the keys or what I would call the ingredients uh, to a solid football team in the NFL. So I know we're talking about the Chiefs, which they do have the agreements to a potential dynasty, but I mentioned the pros and cons. I already mentioned the pros. And there's two main cons that I pointed out I want to get your feedback on. So in recent history, these are 
four players who signed 10-year deals and how long they spent on their teams. Michael Vick spent four years with the Falcons. David McNabb spent eight years with the Eagles. Drew Bledsoe spent one year, and then the Patriots obviously wanted Tom Brady for that long period of time. And then Brett Favre spent seven years with the Packers before the Packers infamously drafted Aaron Rodgers out of California. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, it's going to be – it'll be very interesting to watch how everything plays out. Um, but, again, I – you know, I, if you're – it was funny. I saw a – let me see if I can pull up the notification real quick from – oh, it would be endless if I could find this. But Andy Reid sent out a tweet or something that said, you know, I'm one happy fan. I'm one happy coach, obviously. I'm going to wear my biggest – what did he say? Oh, man. My biggest – I think it was like uh, Bahama Mahoma or something. Because, you know, he's – his shirt I, – I, and I don't have that. I'm sure – don't quote me on that. But, you know, he's, he's notorious for wearing Hawaiian shirts. And so he made it – it was just a funny joke that he made earlier. Um, and, you know, of course, in the Chiefs organization, he's known as Big Red, Big R – um so yeah you know a lot to talk you know uh, you know a lot of good points that we have discussed and well it'll be interesting to see how things play out my question to you guys is and I know Cole is itching to say something further on the Chiefs real quick so I'm going to let you say that and I'm going to get back to a point that I wanted to make with you guys so before Chance we answer your question I just want to say one more thing people love to talk about the salary cap and how the cap is going to be adjusted for years to come and obviously in sports and history, the cap going up from year to year is not uncommon. That's normal. That's what happened because the league gets more money year after year. But here's the thing. Look at the salary cap. If Mahomes has taken 400 to $500 million, $45 million a year. In 2021, this Nets offseason, assuming the season happens, free agents is going to be Chris Jones, Sammy Watkins, Daniel Sorensen, who was – a huge part of the yep. Chiefs comeback against the Tetsons in the AFC division, and Damian Williams, who, of course, had that game-sealing Super Bowl touchdown run. In 2022, you have Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, Mitchell Schwartz, who's one of the best offensive tackles in the AFC, and Travis Kelsey on the book in 2022. 2023, it's Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, Juwan Thornhill. 2024, it's Frank Clark. So you're talking about this future dynasty, all these players that are huge parts of that um, recipe for the dynasty, plus couple that with teams on a comp like the Titans, the Ravens, the Steelers, the Bills, the Broncos. Yep. No, it's that's a huge fair. problems that the Chiefs definitely have to consider when talking about that huge contract. Yeah, I mean that's that's the biggest fear that I had for for the Chiefs was that yes, you you've inked your quarterback. And, you know, he, he does great. He is – I mean, Patrick Mahomes is great. But is he that kind of guy like, say, an Aaron Rodgers or, or you know, at some points, not, not recently, but at some point in his career, Tom Brady, where he can turn anybody into a weapon? Or does he have to have the Tyreek Hills, the Sammy Watkins? You know, they talk about chasing a dynasty, but a dynasty is built on having that cohesive unit. You had the – Brady, Gronk, Edelman kind of triangle there for 
ever. And that was what made the Pats so successful. Yeah, well, and you bring up a good point about, you know, bringing up the dynasty and sticking together. If you look at it, you look at the team that Brady, Gronkowski, and Belichick had in New England. Brady goes to Tampa Bay. And then what does Gronk decide to do? Gronk decides to also go to Tampa Bay. And so those two guys have stayed, have stayed together. Now, I understand Bruce Arians, a whole new coach. It'll be a whole new offense. It'll be interesting, though. I know they're high odds to, you know, make a run this year. Um, but what I wanted to ask you guys, though, is talking about Deshaun Watson, Dak Prescott, and Lamar Jackson. Of those guys, who, A, do you think will get the, I would say, the highest paying contract and the biggest extension, if you want to put it in those words, contract more so, though? Lamar. Lamar's going to get it. Because, first off, Bill O'Brien is not, you know, he's got that ultimate power right now because he's both GM and coach. He hates spending money. We saw that with DeAndre Hopkins. We know, you know, we know he'll trade a guy at the drop of a hat and then throw them under the bus, right? So despite the fact that for the first time in the history of this team, they've got a franchise quarterback, he would he will trade Deshaun Watson if Deshaun asks for that much money. Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, Ravens will keep him for as long as they decide they want to. And then what about Dak Prescott? Dak, I don't think so. In Dallas. Okay. Because, of course, you know, Jerry Jones is the ultimate king in Dallas and has almost every single – uh, final thought or final word on that. Um, now that they, you know, of course, they brought in Mike McCarthy, the new head coach. Cole, what do you think about that, though? Yeah, so I'm going to totally take a stab, and I totally agree with what Kyle agrees, saying that Lamar Jackson's definitely get the biggest increase and biggest contract of Lamar Jackson to Sean Wong and, and Dak Prescott because – when you look at the situation with the Cowboys, it's obvious that they're going to keep franchise attacking Dak Prescott. They're going to keep looking at him like year after year. Are you getting better? Are you worth that $40 million that Dak is looking for? And from what I know, they're looking to keep Dak for four to five more years. And Kyle obviously said it better than I could ever could because obviously he's a Texans fan. He knows how the Bill O'Brien power is. He knows that Bill O'Brien is not meant to be the GM, the coach. When you look at how they treated DeAndre Hopkins, Jadavian Clowney, and maybe J.J. Watt and Deshaun Watson at some point. And when you look at the offense that Lamar Jackson has and the weapons that he has had, they, it's obvious that they built their team around Lamar Jackson. Yeah. I think, that, uh, I think that's kind of the, the, shared, consistent, the shared you know consensus here. Is Lamar is going to be the next one up. And Lamar is kind of like – he's always come off as Patrick Mahomes light, you know, where he's right there with Mahomes. Just there's like one little hump that he needs to get over to get to Mahomes' level. But that's going to do it for our NFL segment. When we come back, baseball is getting back. We're going to start talking about baseball schedules, among many other sports that are restarting. So uh, stick with us. It's Triple Threat brought to you by Stick on Dry Law Firm. You didn't plan this. It wasn't your fault. Someone else made a mistake, but now you're the one paying for it and your life is forever changed. The attorneys of Stickland and Dreyer can help. 
Whether it was a car, a trucking accident, a dog bite, a fall, their attorneys will not rest until you've been made whole. When sorry just doesn't cut it, call the attorneys of Stickland and Dreyer today and check out their cases at comoinjurylaw.com. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. And welcome back to Triple Threat. Kyle Jones, Cole Tusing, Chance Stickling here. And let's talk baseball because the MLB has just released its schedule for the upcoming shortened 60-game season. As we talked in our last episode, you're only going to be playing games against teams from your division. And as I like to word it, the intra-league equivalent of your division. So teams from the AL West are only going to be playing in their division and then teams from the NL West. That's how it'll go. And we've got already, just looking at the schedule, some marquee matchups to start us off. We open the season Thursday, July 23rd, with a game between the AL runners-up, the Yankees, playing the World Series champion Nationals at Nationals Park in D.C. So uh, that promises to get us kicked off with an absolute stunner of a game we got the Braves playing the Mets in Flushing so that'll be really interesting obviously two young up-and-coming teams Mets got Pete Alonzo and are trying to start something out there for our Royals fans uh, they start the season in Cleveland against the team who will probably not be known as the Indians by the time the uh, season starts yeah I was just gonna say there's uh, been some, and not only that, but we didn't even talk about that with our NFL segment, but the Redskins, uh, exactly. a new name um, to uh, that organization, obviously uh, with, you know, the social injustice and stuff uh, going around in the country right now, it is the best decision for the Redskins uh, to be removed, that name to be removed. And also I know Terry Francona uh, came out, the Indians manager, and talked about how the Indians is probably not the proper name. It wouldn't at all surprise me if um, the Chiefs got rid of the tomahawk chop. That's maybe something that's on the rise. I know Florida State does that, and I know Atlanta does that. So those, all three of those organizations uh, might do away with that. We haven't – I don't – Yeah, no, it'll just be a – No word on the street about that yet. Um, but, yeah, it'll be interesting to see um, how things do develop uh, – on that topic of discussion. But, yeah, back to baseball. It was funny. I was actually watching on ESPN this morning. They showed uh, the Yankees had an inter-squad scrimmage um, with no fans. They had – it was Team Yankees and Team – what was it? Team – oh, man. Started with a B. Bombers? You what? Bombers? I think it was Bombers. So, I think it was Team Yankees versus Team Bombers. Um, so that was kind of cool. It kind of gave the fan uh, a little bit of what's to come. Um, and I'll be honest with you, for someone who's been watching sports for a really long time, it was weird to see no fans in the stadium. It really it looks like it's practice. I mean, it just, you just don't have that same, that same vibe uh, that you would with everybody in the stands. Um, and that goes for, you know, anything from, you know, the fans to the restaurants to all that stuff. So it'll be very interesting to see um, how that kind of pans out and plays out if all does come true with the MLB season. They could get a couple games down the road and things could get a little, uh, you know, shaky. 
Um, but we'll just have to see. Uh, but yeah, no, a lot to a lot to look forward to. Mike Trout was also interviewed last week on ESPN, and he was like, "Well, I don't know if I want to risk the family factor. I have a child at home, and so there's a lot of decisions that you have to be made for each of these players um, when they do report." But I know spring training, I believe, opened up on July two. Fourth. Sorry, it was it was the second. You're right. July um, July second. It's kind of people are calling it summer camp, spring, spring yeah. 2.0. It's it's got a couple different names, but players have reported some players choosing to opt out, some players playing but you know taking precautions with their family. I know uh, the the kind of thing on the news down here in Houston last night was uh, Carlos Correa asking his wife, who is a uh, she's a model, and he uh, he asked her to uh, stay away from the uh, beauty salons until after the season is over, so that uh, she doesn't get COVID, which may then infect him. Um, So, you know, interesting things that are going on in that kind of sphere. Continue on with the schedule for the folks at home who might support these different teams. Now, obviously the uh, KCOU listener base, we've got some pretty vocal fan bases. Uh, Cubs will start their season at home at Wrigley against the Brewers. And then the Cardinals will start their season at home against the Pirates. Stros start with a division matchup against the Mariners. That's the the ones that I think KCOUers, for lack of a better term, uh, would be interested in there. And yeah. as I as I mentioned before, you know, these these um the, the schedule this year, you're only gonna have two types of matchups. It's stuff in your division and then stuff in the you know NL equivalent of your division. So what we're actually going to wind up getting that I, I didn't think about until Cole and I started talking about it before we went back on air, we're going to get a lot more Subway series um, than usually, than we usually do. So we're going to get a lot more of the, you know, Royals-Cardinals. We're going to get a lot more of the Yankees-Mets, the, you know, Dodgers-Angels. Yeah, they don't want teams to have to travel uh, clear across the country, or really not even just across the country, but to go from New York to Florida. I mean, exactly. staying on well, the East Coast or the West Coast, for that matter. Um, and so, yeah, you will see a lot of that. Um, I haven't seen anything new from Robert Manfred uh, regarding the MLB. I know he, uh, he had a statement about a week ago uh, with stuff. Um, but as of now, everything is on uh, – everything is scheduled to happen as it was originally um, with the new season – um, but, yeah, it'll be very interesting uh, to watch. Um, who do you guys – I have a couple favorites, obviously, because they're – you know, one of them won the World Series last year. Um, but who are your favorites uh, heading into the new, the new modified MLB season? Um, for me, this schedule, um, this, you know, the, the kind of how it's formatted and everything, I think it very much benefits – the uh, the Yankees and the Nationals, um, because as long as the Yankees can top the AL East, which means they can get above Boston, their only real NL East competition, right, is going to be the Nats. You know, there, I don't see any other NL East teams really really posing too much of an issue for the Yankees. So as long as they can beat out the Red Sox, which they've done for the past about three, four years now, 
um, they will have a pretty good shot at making a run. Um, I think that, you know, obviously, you know, the, the same the same goes for the Nationals. Um, if you're looking at the Central Division, that, that you know, the AL Central and NL Central, that's where we're going to get some really tight matches. I think, um, you know, because obviously the NL Central is always tight. The AL Central hasn't been as tight, but it still will certainly A, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think of a good word. It's going to be a, a, a crud shoot. Let's put it that way. Because you've yeah. got your Twins and Indians who are going to put up a fight. White Sox are an up-and-coming team who I expect a decent showing out of this upcoming season. And then in the NL, you've got Cards, Brewers, Cubs. All three of those teams are, you know, perennial playoff contenders, you know? So that, I think, is going to be very interesting. Yeah, um, if, if, yeah and I agree with all that. If I had to dive into it a little bit, yeah, obviously the Nationals, um, Mizzou actually has its very own pitcher, Max Scherzer on that team, uh, who's very, very good on the mound. Of course, the Yankees, uh, big team. Um, but one team I wanted to discuss real quick, because uh, Buster, who called uh, – I can't think of his last name. Buster who, only? Yeah. He, um, of course, does all the baseball coverage for ESPN, says the one team that is in trouble is the Phillies. Um, the, Phillies, on, the Phillies are in a bad way based on the schedule that they have uh, with the modified season and I haven't taken a look at I haven't taken a look at that at, the, at their season um, but that, I knew that was one team that he had mentioned well, I'll just I'll, I'll break it down for you right now the Phils are already going to get punked in their own division by the Braves the Nats and the Mets. And I, I didn't mention the Braves when I was talking about teams who have a chance. The Braves have a very good chance this year. Um, so they're all, the, the Phillies are already getting totally smacked by Braves, Nationals, Mets. And then they have to go and fight the AL East, which has a Yankee team, a Devil Ray team, and a Red Sox team that are all going to also beat the Phillies. I would even argue that the Toronto Blue Jays are a better team than the Phillies. Um, in terms of the youth talent that they have, that squad is up and coming with guys like Vlad Jr., um, uh, um, Lajos Gurriel, and uh, Kevin Biggio. No, that that that's fair. Cole, what what give us some? Uh, what what, are you, what what about uh, your Cubbies? Are they gonna are they are they gonna produce anything, or do you think that they're kind of a silent team? What do you think? What do you think if you had to you know give a couple you know thoughts? What would what would be your ultimate? This is what the this is what the Chicago Cubs I think can do uh, in the, the next couple of you know this season upcoming in front of us, but then the next couple of years. Well, first of all, I find it great that I happen to be wearing my 2016 Cubs World Series sweatshirt while doing this segment of the show. But the Cubs, obviously, that's gonna be my team to root for. That's gonna be the team I hope that does well, even with this reduced schedule. I know Chris Bryant, who, in my opinion, this may be biased because I'm a Cubs fan, but in my opinion, Chris Bryant is the th best third baseman in all of baseball. And I know he had comments that he doesn't feel safe with COVID, but assuming he plays, he makes that Cubs team already better. The Cubs are playing the White Sox six times, which, yes, Kyle does point out that the White Sox are better than the last few years, but... I know as someone who has grown up, born and raised in Chicago, 
everyone can admit that the Cubs own Chicago when it comes to baseball. The Cubs still White Sox. The Cubs have to play the Pirates ten times each, which the Cubs are better than the Pirates. The Cubs have to play the Reds ten times each. The Cubs are better than the Reds. Um, obviously, the Cardinals, Brewers, and Milwaukee. That's going to be very tough showings because the Brewers are very good. The Cardinals, obviously, that's a huge Cubs rival. But the Cubs also have to play teams like the Tigers and Royals. And I know, Chance, you're a big Royals fan, but in my opinion, the Cubs will beat the Royals. Uh, yeah, no, I, I the Royals are not very good. Uh, I, I wouldn't put too much stock in Kansas City. No. If you look, um, what you really got to look for, though, in terms of exciting baseball, in my opinion, and this isn't even a biased take, I would think. Look out west. Look at the NL West and the AL West. Because obviously you've got your Astros, you got your Oakland A's, and then um, obviously Mike Trout with the Angels. So you got that big AL West block. They're going to be flying out to the West Coast to play the Dodgers, they're going to be playing the Diamondbacks. And then, you know, San Francisco and Colorado, you can never count them out. These divisions are getting neck and neck. I think the Dodger-Astro matchup that we're going to get a lot this season, I mean, there, there's obviously a lot of bad blood there uh, stemming from 2017 and everything that surrounds that. Um, but also, combined with bad blood, they're just both really good Baseball, you know. So I think if you want if you want the best baseball, keep your eye on the AL Central NL Central battle, specifically NL Central because that division is always exciting. And then look out west because those games are going to be extremely exciting. Let yeah. us let's move from the diamond to the hardwood um, and talk about the NBA because that bubble is being established. Teams are going down to Orlando, and we'll actually have the uh, the weird expanded expanded playoff thing that the NBA has decided to introduce. So, Cole, I know you are the most read up on this stuff. So would you mind uh, providing us with some insight? Who's got the best shot? Um, who's going where? What, what are we thinking about the, uh, the NBA return? Well, obviously the two favorites when it comes to the playoff, the playoff tournament in Orlando that they're doing because of COVID – the two favorites is going to be the Bucs and Lakers. Lakers, of course, have LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard just said that he made a statement a few weeks ago saying that he wasn't planning on playing in Orlando because of the racial protests, and he said that he wasn't going to play because him playing would represent him waving a white flag and basketball is just for entertainment. He just came out today saying that he is planning on playing the tournament in Orlando, and, of course, the Bucs have the Probably two-time MVP Giannis Antetokounmpo. So it's going to be most likely if I had to bet money right now, it's going to be Lakers, Bucks, and the NBA Finals. Uh, and I think another good team to talk about is Kawhi Leonard's team and the Clippers. Um, I don't know. It's hard. It's, it's a toss-up. Um, but I think that Kawhi Leonard is also very, very good. He's playing with – it is – I'm going blind right now. Paul George? Yeah, Paul George. Um, so those two guys obviously produce a lot of talent uh, for the Clippers. But, yeah, I would agree. I think that Dwight Howard deciding to come back um, and play in the bubble um, with the Lakers is immensely helpful to have to have three guys, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Dwight Howard, all on the same basketball team is pretty good. It's almost like having um, three-fifths of the Golden State Warriors roster when they had 
course, all the talent they had a couple of years ago. Um, so, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I know, uh, like we were talking before we did the show today, Orlando already down there because it's in Orlando. And then I believe teams uh, like Brooklyn, the Nets, and then Washington, the Wizards, uh, were also making their way down to Orlando, um, taking several precautions uh, like they have to, taking temperatures, wearing masks, um, six feet apart. So there's so much that has to go into it. Um, and I'll be honest, if they can pull off the product down there, it will be, uh, it, it will, it will, it will provide a light um, to sports uh, knowing that this can, this can be done. I think it's going to be harder because it's indoors and it's not outdoors like baseball is. So it's harder to control the environment and the air that everyone is breathing in and kind of just being clumped with each other in one confined area, condensed area, I guess. Um, but we'll have to see. I know a lot of people are looking forward to it. Um, and it'll be, it, it, it'll be sports, um, live sports. And I know, speaking of live sports, the TBT, which I don't know much about, and I know Kyle does, uh, the basketball tournament has also been going on. The TBD, what is it, TBT, what does it stand for? It literally is just the basketball tournament. The basketball tournament. So they're really – they're pretty original with that. But yeah. anyway, that's, that's been going on. That's been on ESPN the last couple of days. I'm getting the uh, – we need to hurry up and end this segment. Um, Jester from Coltusing. So uh, with all that being said, after the break, we are going to uh, head out to the links where – uh, golf is uh, has been in action for the last couple of weeks. They're playing at Muirfield Village coming up. So we'll talk about that a little bit and then talk about some other minor sports going on uh, in the world, see what's interesting, uh, what Cole and Kyle think. Um, so we'll be back. You are listening to Triple Threat, brought to you by the Stickland and Dryer Law Firm. Stay with us. You didn't plan this. It wasn't your fault. Someone else made a mistake. But now you're the one paying for it, and your life is forever changed. The attorneys of Stickland and Dryer can help. Whether it was a car, a trucking accident, a dog bite, a fall, their attorneys will not rest until you've been made whole. When sorry just doesn't cut it, call the attorneys of Stickland and Dryer today and check out their cases at comoinjurylaw.com. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. And welcome back to Triple Threat, brought to you by Stickland and Dryer Law Firm. We talked about the NFL with the Patrick Mahomes deal. We talked about the NBA restart, the MLB restart. Let's take things out to the golf course. Chance, I know you are our resident golf man, so tell me what they're doing out there on the links. Yeah, so the links have been very popular uh, over the last couple of weeks. I think now we're through three tournaments, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Bryson DeChambeau just won the Rocket Mortgage Classic out, uh, I think that was in Detroit, Michigan last week. Um, so if you weren't able to catch that, I'm sure you can see highlights and stuff on ESPN, PGA.com, this and that. Uh, but coming up is the Workday Charity Open. Uh, it's at Muirfield Village. I believe that is Jack Nicholas's course. Um, it's a popular course for a lot of players. Um, so yeah, that'll be an interesting tournament coming up. It'll be a full flesh field. Um, you know, big guys. Uh, I don't think DeShambo is actually playing in that tournament. I was just looking at the names who uh, had different tee times in that tournament. We'll start on Thursday. So I don't think he's playing in it. Uh, but nonetheless, a good uh, set of names. Um, all Most of the majors have now been pushed back to the fall. Uh, I know the U.S. Open and the Masters both, I believe. Um, so, yeah, lots to look forward to on uh, the tour. 
Um, but yeah, you know, it's, uh, I'm happy to see them back and really all the work that they've done. Um, no fans are in attendance. Um, when they do player interviews, they're six feet apart. Um, most, some of the caddies are wearing masks, not all of them. Um, but yeah, you know, it, they are taking flags out, but they're doing it safely. Um, but again, I, I think I, I give credit to uh, the PGA Tour for all the work that they have done. It, and for golf fans like myself and many other people, uh, it's been fun to watch um, and really enjoy. Uh, but looking a little smaller at things, um, I'm trying to think what else has been uh, going on lately. Well, we talked about the TBD tournament, which is minor. Um, I know soccer's had a little bit of action. Um, well, so there's, been a, there's been a lot of action on the pitch. I can speak to that. Um, the NWSL's uh, Challenge Cup tournament in full swing. Plenty of teams doing their thing with that. Um, I know the uh, the Houston Dash played uh, recently and won their game, which is surprising to me because they usually don't do that. Um, the North Carolina Courage beating the Chicago Red Stars 1-0 last Sunday. Uh, plenty, plenty more games to come in that tournament. Uh, across the pond, England's, you know, the Premier League is in full swing. You had Chelsea beating Crystal Palace today with Christian Pulisic, the American, scoring. Uh, Watford beating Norwich 2-1. Norwich is, I think, one loss away from being relegated now. So they, they may get relegated. They, they will get relegated, but it's just when and how. Um, you had Liverpool wrapping up the title um, this, uh, this past week. Um, it's, you know, there's a lot going on. Uh, FA Cup is moving into the semifinal round. Um, you know, that's, that's the big soccer beat there. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, yep. Uh, and, and elsewhere in the minor sporting world, um, we're finally going to have cricket again. I was just going to ask you that. Yes. Um, after at, at long last, uh, the West Indies have traveled out to England, and they'll have a, they'll have a test match over the next couple of days, uh, starting tomorrow at the Aegeus Bowl in Southampton. Um, right. I'm interested in this one though because uh, England rolls out a pretty full strength squad with guys like Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad, Josh Butler, guys who uh, who I know have have the ability to really you know do some work. Joffre Archer is going to be a great bowler if he can get his pace going. Uh, but Wendy's rolling out a squad with a lot of names that, while they've had, you know, they've had success in the past with guys like Jason Holder, Holder uh, Craig Brathwaite, um, there's, you know, the, the big names for that squad that I'm used to seeing, like Kyron Pollard, uh, Chris Gale, um, not making appearances. So, Look for England to beat the Tar out of Wendy's for uh, this test series because they, I, to, by the looks of it, um, England's definitely got the stronger squad. Oh, I think something else. I just I, I was browsing through social media and I saw this. I completely forgot that I breezed over this. And I shouldn't breeze over this because it's an important issue. But Disney is deciding to do a series over Colin Kaepernick. Um, so I think that's a, a big deal, a step in the right direction. Um, for him, obviously, and really um, the, 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 the community itself. Uh, so that'll be fun to watch. Hope everybody uh, gets an opportunity to watch that. Um, just kind of kind of live up his, uh, his legacy and kind of um, just show his life 
um, from really an early stage, I think high school even, um, and kind of to where he is now. Um, so that will definitely be uh, very interesting and fun to watch. So hope everybody listening can tune in. I know three of us are probably going to try to watch it if we can. Um, but uh, yeah, I forgot about that. That was uh, one thing that also uh, happened. Yep. And that kind of wraps things up. Unless, Cole, you can think of any other minor sports news that you want to talk about. So I guess this is minor because it's not official or anything, but Chance for off the point about the Colin Kaepernick series that was in development. That's going to be actually not, that's going to be made about the whole Colin Kaepernick situation. So that brought up a little memory of mine that, of course, you know, I'm a Chicago, Chicago Bulls fan. So, of course, the Last Dance documentary just finished. And, of course, 2020 infamously started with Kobe Ryan passing away. So I know that ESPN announced that they are in development of a similar Last Dance like Kobe Bryant documentary. I think it's going to be called Mamba Out. Yeah. I saw something about that. I'm really interested in that. Um, I, I, I had the, the most interesting exchange because obviously my, my parents and my grandmother were both, you know, my grandmother got super into basketball because of Michael Jordan. So I, t- I, I was talking to her and she just gave me all these stories about, you know, watching Michael play and then, watching the you know the, the 94 Rockets teams and everything so it was really cool Kobe kind of has that same sort of vibe for like our generation growing up right like that kind of you know that kind of 2002-ish when we started really getting into basketball and Kobe was at like his you know his real prime sort of deal you know yeah so it was, it, 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 a lot a lot of great stuff um, and because we're so young, we didn't get to see a lot of that. Um, we didn't see the early – we got to see, like, the second half of his career. We didn't get to see the first half of his career, which was also full of so many great memories, uh, both in his own life and in the NBA. But, like you said, um, yeah, always good talking points. Um, hopefully, you know, when we all meet again uh, virtually, remotely – um, because of COVID, trying to keep a safe distance, which we have been doing a safe distance. Um, yeah, we'll be back talking, hopefully, more stuff. Maybe the, ML- the MLB will probably be a little more on the rise. The NBA will pro- we'll definitely have stuff to talk about with the NBA. If it goes through and the, the season is played, I know Woj has been all over that. Um, so, yeah, a ton of great stuff. Golf will continue. Um, so, yeah, always, uh, always good discussion. And I like – I just realized that Kyle's got the metallic, Metallica. I knew I'd say that wrong. Oh uh, no, no, that's a, uh, it's a poster from uh, from my freshman marching band show. Anyways, that's that's funny. So no, good talks with you guys. Yep, good to see y'all. That's gonna do it for Triple Threat here, brought to you by Stickling Dry Law Firm. Hope you can tune in next time we set up and do this. We'll keep you notified when that is via all the different social media platforms that we are involved in that's the instas the twitters so stay tuned on that and uh hope to bring you more sports news soon for chance and cole i'm kyle signing off